welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Turn the Page podcast. I am your host, Jessica, um, and I am here with um, my wonderful colleague who we used to do a lot more of these together, but our uh, careers <laughs> have sort of like thrown us in different directions in the same building, but it's happy. Uh, I- I'm super happy to be here with her again. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> it's Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Um, and we are ridiculously excited to come together over this particular interview because um, it is an author who we both love and it is a book that we both love. Um, Welcome so much. much. Welcome Allie Hazelwood. Tell us about Bride. Hi, thank you so much for having me first of all. And uh, okay, so Bride is my next book. It's coming out on February 6th. So, well, I don't know when this is going to air, but um, as of the time of recording in a few weeks. And mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, it's my first paranormal romance. It's uh, um, it's the story of a werewolf and a vampire who gets stuck in a marriage of convenience because their two species are kind of at war. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's very much, uh, uh, for me, it's like going back to the books that I grew up reading. So my, my, my favorite author growing up, uh, or I wouldn't say growing up, uh, but like growing up as a romance reader. So once I started reading romance and Nalini Singh was, was always one of my favorites. So it's, it's very much kind of an, a homage to her and the J.R. Ward and Christine Feehan and Cresley Cole. So the big paranormal romance writers. Um, that I've always loved. It's great. I we first were approached um, to get, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds interesting." And just because, like, oh, I'm already like working. We're gonna get an interview with her, and I was like, "Awesome!" I'll um, ask for a e copy on NetGalley, and they're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Okay." Like, I have like a little bit of time to read it, and then Jessica's like, "No, like it's really good." And I was like, "Okay." And then literally, I started it. And this is how much I got into it. I would be up until 2 a.m. reading it on my phone. I would ignore my child and my husband and my dog to be like, I'm reading this. I need to know what happens with misery. Hello. And like this world. It is so interesting. I I hope your dog is okay. I am very worried. She's fine. She's good. My dog was okay. She would just be like, oh, we're laying together. This is great. But (laughs) it just, it was so like you get sucked in from the prologue and I couldn't put the book slash my phone down because I'm like, I need to know what happens. Like, it's such an intriguing story because you have the romance, but then you have the mystery that kicks it all off. And I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything for readers because I want everybody to read it and then talk to me about it and their opinion and who they love and hate. But it's just, it, I, I was just like, oh, what's happening? Like, oh, it's so interesting. I have to say, I really, really love the style that you wrote with a little bit, like the beginning of each chapter has like, you know, a few sentences or just one sentence from um, his perspective. And then it's all miseries. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's interesting because you're kind of getting insight into him and kind of knowing what he's, keeping from her or to himself even from his others but I just I I love the world that you created with them thank you so much actually I the epigraphs at the beginning of every chapter like my my editor talked about maybe taking them out 
And she was like, thank you. Because it was like, for a second, I was like, making my head no, because yeah, I know. Like, no, no, it was editor, so I'm sure you were lovely, but they made <laughs> so they did so much to just flesh everything out. So thank you it's, for keeping It's really funny because, uh, so yeah, basically I wrote the book and then I tuned it in and it was something different for me. So there was a little bit more back and forth uh, with my editor than there usually is. And uh, at the same time as my editor was reading it, a friend of mine was reading it. And I, I think I am, it's my friend, Jen, who is amazing. She reads all my books and, you know, she's very honest about it, about what, what works and what doesn't work. And it was really, really useful for me to have, uh, you know, to have my friend being like, I agree with you. I think the epigraphs at the beginning of every chapter, I think they're great. Let them in. I love them. Because I could use that to fight my editor kind of and be like, no, 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 listen, they have to be in there. They have to be in there. <laughs> they were really the most fun part to write, I think, because um, so they are the point of view of, you know, the 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 hero, the main, the male character. And it's it's kind of fun so sometimes you can show the point of view of a hero by having him say things, but a lot of these things, they were things he couldn't quite say to her without like throwing off the entire dynamic. So it was, it was nice to have a chance to get in his head a little bit. So I really adored just the whole setup um, of how the vampires and the werewolves interacted within this particular area um the whole concept of the collateral was so fascinating um you know and this is not really giving anything away to say that misery is she's a vampire and she's married off to a werewolf the alpha of um his um, his clan and um it, just the whole idea was extremely intriguing and it was a really good setup. Um, what sort of sparked that for you? So it's actually something that happened in history. Um, it, it's funny. So my, my um, I'm going to be honest, I'm not, I wasn't the strongest history student growing up. <laughs> it wasn't exactly like my area, but um I, I did an exchange in Japan and uh, I I took a, this this Japanese history class uh, back uh, back when I was uh, there and uh, um, I love the history it's it's such an interesting history and one of the things that uh, they had was basically this system where uh, when these I'm, I'm simplifying this but basically when these lords it was kind of kind of like a feudal type of society when you had these lords. Um, if they were um, staying, uh, like if they were going back to their feudal territories, their families stayed in the centralized uh, place where, you know, um, where the power was centralized so that they would be kind of like hostages or something like that. And that's something that actually, um, then I was talking about this with my friend who was much better at history. It's something that has happened even in European history. So this kind of system where you have... Um, some something basically you hold something that is very dear to your potential enemy as a collateral of sort and uh, um the idea like that's that's what misery is basically in this story so misery goes away with the werewolves so that um because misery is theoretically very important to the vampires because she is the daughter of a powerful councilman if uh 
a war erupts between the, the the two different like the, the two species, then misery is gonna be killed, and uh, that is kind of a deterrent because, I mean, this of course uh, um, relies on the implication that misery is someone who is important to the vampires, which we kind of find out it's not quite that true, but you know, it's it's interesting still. And I really thought it was interesting that you don't just have it like across the entire world it's like the same system everywhere of between the different species um i just thought it was nice that i because reading in it um lows the alpha of the southwest pack i was like okay it seems in north america it's like south so i was like okay and then you know they talk about um i didn't know how to pronounce his name cohen is it yeah, the, I think. <laughs> the, the leader of the northeastern pack and then even low was like yeah you know i lived in europe for a while and like it was different that you know they everybody kind of just lived together it wasn't like here's vampires here's werewolves here's humans and everyone's kind of separated with their borders i liked seeing how that was different because realistically in the modern world that we have now like every different kind of society is different like in new york versus california versus somewhere in europe like we all end up we might all you know come from the same ancestor or something but it's different all over and it's not like this super strict system that's like this is this and this is the only way so mm -hmm. I like knowing like oh there's more out there it makes me want to explore more in this world of be like oh like would low and misery ever go to Europe like where he went to school and grew up or oh what if they like travel around because at least it seemed like the werewolves are more way more in communication than the others of just like oh yeah they went here they traveled here and i'm like oh like what about the other vampires like it just you, so much of the reading you just want to keep learning more so i'm like i i hope there's more i mean your ending not to spoil anything almost seemed like oh we could explore a new chapter in this world with characters okay i'm into it and I was like, oh, I'm reading about like the acknowledgments. I want more. But it was it was great. And I have to say, I love your acknowledgement of thanking Archive of Our Own. I was like, fanfic, <laughs> yeah. And, and talking with Jessica, because she was she finished the book before me. And I was like, okay, so it, I mean, in, readers in the first chapter, like you learn he's the alpha and they're getting married. Like that opens the whole story. And you're just like, oh, he's an alpha. And I was like, all right. I get I get where this is going and then when things start to steam up a bit I was like I knew this was gonna happen I knew this whole thing about nodding I knew it and Jessica was like I don't really read that I was like I do yeah <laughs> I, say, I found out about um so I, I I'm a fanfic reader and um I I have not read fanfic in the ABO universe but I was introduced to the ABO <laughs> welcome universe. to it through yes, welcome. <laughs> from there, so I sort of took um, the um, roundabout way into it, but Stacy is much more well versed in it, and I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, there we go. I um, was like, oh yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I get where like, but I thought it was cool because I, I mean, I'll read a variety of cross different fandoms of it because it's a popular like alternate universe people like writing in, and I liked how I, I mean, there's something that I learned new in your book of that, like, okay, so you have a pack. But like within the pack, there's the huddles of like the different hierarchy. So I always thought that was interesting because most time it's like, all right, there's just alphas or like, you know, the beta is the second and then there's this and they just there's other packs. There's not this. But I like that you have kind of like this close knit like huddle or group 
that you could have within your own pack. Like it's not like this is the like the the strict um like what's it like customs or like something like culture of like yeah. there's this so I was like you could adapt it and make it your own which was really cool to see in your book yeah to me it just made sense because if you have you know tens of thousands of people um I think um having one person like kind of command all of them just didn't make sense in a modern society it makes to me more sense that you're gonna have like you know kind of self-organized groups and then the groups of course need a bigger alliance because it's in such a kind of volatile territory and you know like you said not every territory is like that you know like my idea was that so uh, the, the the full story is that when I originally started writing the book I was studying so I live in Austin I had recently moved to Austin when I started writing the book and I was setting it in Austin and you can see still traces of it um the way like the the city is the fact that you have you know this river and uh, you know the south that has a little bit more more nature and there's a lake so there were a bunch of elements and then um talking about it with my agent and my editor we sort of just kind of decided that it would be better to not like not place it in Austin and just call it like a city in mm -hmm. the US it would make sense that it wouldn't be called Austin in this different sort of alternative history but yeah definitely it's uh it, it was fun to build all of this and to sort of play around with it I'm, I'm gonna be super honest like this for me was first and foremost a romance but I also you know it, it, it was fun to like come in and and add little word building elements uh, just kind of what I wanted it to be there because you know it's not a contemporary romance where you have to be truthful to something you can literally if I want to give a vampire pointy ears I will give a vampire pointy ears because no one can stop me and uh, and like that was just fun for me you know so this is kind of a departure from your other books um your other books you know they're um uh, more contemporary and they're wonderful uh this is definitely more sci-fi fantasy um based was it really difficult oh, for you? yes uh, were you were you um did you find any difficulty shifting gears a little bit so I for me it was fun and it was kind of time like I I I, I told my editor, like I've actually told my agent when, so this is the first book in my new contract with my publisher. And I remember telling my my agent when we when we re-upped the contract, I was like, I don't know how many STEM rom-coms I have in me right now. Like I need to have, like I need some variety. I need to be able to write something else. And she knew that I liked this and she advocated for me to be able to, to write this. So like I, I sort of started writing it and I was excited about it. Um, so that kind of, uh, I would say, countered how hard it was like, and there were parts that were d definitely hard. You don't want to be too, I don't know, when you do word building, uh, like word building can be very dense and hard to go through. And again, this is not, I know it's, 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 we call it a romantasy book because now that's, that's the label, but really this is a paranormal romance. Like this is, it's, it's a romance first and foremost. I wasn't really trying to, you know, write 
I, I wasn't sure that people would be interested in uh, going through very thick war building when they pick up a book that I write. And so I guess I was trying to be as light as possible, but also I wanted people to be able to understand what was going on. I also, like, like you said, originally, there was a mystery in it. And I don't usually write mysteries. So I was like, how do I... Like, how do I get readers to be excited about the mystery, but at the same time, uh, not frustrate them because that's not really the genre. So th there was a lot of things that I was trying to balance. And, you know, until the book comes out, you won't really know if you succeeded at it or not. Uh, so I'm kind of like, for now, it's in this limbo where I can just say it was fun to write. And then I guess we'll see uh, if if the book sells well, I guess it means that I did it well. And if not, whatever. But um it, it was it was really it, it was difficult but fun like it was what I needed to be doing at that time it was fun yeah. to read <laughs> it, I do think you have like the perfect combo of stuff to you have enough like history and world building in it but you're not overloading a reader and you have like a little dash of like mystery but then you have you know family dynamics but then you have the main romance between them which you see develop and start to come through and then really like hit like midway when like things start to really steam up and heat up between them which was like really interesting to kind of watch them I mean you have two inner species which is always going to be interesting the differences that they come with whether you're physiological or their cultural things but I'm really curious like what made you decide to kind of that werewolves have like the green blood and vampires have purple because I, I was just so curious like how you did I was like oh that's an interesting difference between yeah. them so um I wanted them like basically I wanted them to have you know some some different biological features and uh, honestly so um one of the things that I was aware of is that um there has been uh, like the trope of the vampire um, with green blood has some like slightly anti-Semitic. Uh, um, I, I, I don't know. Basically, what I did was talking with a friend who's way more well-versed in uh, the anti-Semitic stereotypes that, mm -hmm. um, that sometimes make their way into fantasy. And I, I really kind of wanted to be conscious of that. And, uh, um, and so when I talked to her, she was basically telling me there are a bunch of things that I think you should not have your vampires do and be. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, my friend, my friend is Jewish herself. And I was like, otherwise, personally, I would perceive them as a little bit anti-Semitic. So there were a bunch of things that I knew I didn't want to have with the vampire. So I wanted the blood to be different colors and, uh, um, you know, the, biologically, there are a variety of colors that blood can be, for example. And, you know, green is one of them. Like the idea is that it's more um, copper based. And so that that like uh, ended up that ended up going to the werewolves. And then there are, um, you know, certain species that have blood that is more purple and they are more like amoeba like species. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with that. <laughs> anyway, let's pretend <laughs> that it's possible. And so that's kind of what ended up with the vampires. Um it wasn't, I'm going to be honest, like a bunch of it was literally me saying, I think this would be cool. And so I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just really had fun with it. Um, there is so much vampire lore in so many books that I've read and they're all kind of different. For example, like I've read books in which vampires cannot be in the sun at all. I have mm -hmm. read books in which vampires cannot function during the day and they have to be asleep. So 
it was really fun to play with it and and see like how much of uh, you know the dracula legend like features actually make can make it in, in my book and how much of it i don't want to have there so i, I really wanted there to be some weird uh, scientific basis even like if they're not like solid i still wanted you know vampires to be a species and uh, yeah uh, and you know something so so you know if it's a species they're gonna be born and probably they're gonna die at some point so um yeah it's i i really I, a lot of it was really just me wanting to play around with it um uh and and i can barely justify it except for i wanted <laughs> to be like that you know but that's awesome because it's like what you want to do and have fun with you gave it like a fresh take on certain things because i mean like there's people that are like oh like this a vampire could only be this specific thing and like as a reader who enjoys that like I'm sometimes like all right I'm bored I need to like switch to something else like I can't read the same thing all the time because then I'll be like all right I read like five million of these types of things let's find something new and you know like I'll either pull a book off the shelf or if one's recommended to me but I think that you make it like refreshing to to witness i mean like there's tons of stuff where you could have vampire werewolf romance like jessica and i brought up like oh this made us think of underworld but this isn't as like gritty and dark you you managed to really just balance you know there were parts of it that were very funny and there were parts of it that were you know very steamy but it was (laughs) it was refreshing it really it really it's like the chef's kiss glad honestly to hear that I don't read reviews so uh, this is the feedback that I have and like I'm just so glad I'm like you know what like two people enjoyed this book this is amazing I don't care about anything else (laughs) so this is it's really nice to hear that it worked for you guys honestly so there's yeah go ahead Stacey oh sorry anybody I think that would enjoy any like small aspect of it I'll be like this is a great book for you you want to know about a little bit of mystery but it's not only fully focused on that and there's some humor bam oh you want romance bam (laughs) shove the book in their face thank you so much I really appreciate it So are we going to um, see more of these characters, more of this world? And also Stacey and I also discussed how like from now on the word misery is pronounced. What What is it? Um, oh, how Anna, Liliana. Yeah. Um, um, oh man, now I, now, Miracy, Miracy. From now Miracy. On, they're like, oh, it's, it's now Miracy. <laughs> Anna, Anna was really my my favorite character to write. She's just, uh, she's so pure and I want to protect her. And Oh, my- yeah grow up happy and uh yeah I I want everything for her um so yes and no like I I definitely want to I want to write well I, I guess this is a little bit of a spoiler but there is a couple that is set up at the end of the first book and I have plotted their story um and yeah I mean I think a lot of it in publishing really depends on will the first book do well enough to justify a sequel so um, if it does well, definitely. Um, I I want to write it. And if not, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have an idea for that couple that you, you know what it is. <laughs> um, I, you know, there is this character, again, uh, avoiding spoilers, but there is a character who is an important part of, of, of the book without really being present much in the book. And the more I wrote about this character, the more I was like... They are going through so much and they deserve to have, uh, you know, their story told because uh, 
as uh, when the book ends, they are in this like really sort of they're in a safer space that they have been throughout the book, but they are also very much struggling. And there is a lot of, uh, you know, self-discovery and also in a way um, they have to recuperate because they've been through a lot. And so I, I really wanted to give them a little bit of happiness kind of. Um, so I, I definitely hope I get to write their story. Yeah. I do think this book is going to be a hit and um, Me too. yeah, it better be a hit because I want more. I, I hope so. It's really hard to tell. Like books are so, the book world can be so um, fickle in a way. Like some books sell much better than you expect and others sell much worse than you expect. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, we're excited for it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, um, Allie Hazelwood. So um, do you have anything specifically planned next or are we waiting to see where this goes? So my next book is actually going to be a contemporary rom rom It's actually not a rom-com, but it's a contemporary romance that is them. It will be out in June, but I don't remember when, but in June. Um, and it's called Not in Love. And it's another, um, it, it's set in STEM, but it's not set in academia this time. It's set in kind of like the world of startups. Um, and uh, it's a little bit angstier than, I think I am in my angsty era because it's a little bit angstier <laughs> my rom-coms. It's, uh, it's basically the story of uh, um, a girl who, uh, you know, ends up in a kind of, friends with benefits uh, relationships basically starts having you know an exclusively sexual relationship with uh the guy who is trying to um uh to to fin to do a like a hostile takeover of the startup she's working for and uh, so there are all these like conflicts of interest and that kind of things um and yeah that will be out in in june and i'm excited mm -hmm. excellent Thank you so much. This was great. Please come back and talk to us about that. If yeah, possible. I'll come back whenever if you have, have me. I would love to. <laughs> so once again, this is Jessica from Science Libraries Turn the Page Podcast. Our co-host was Stacy, and we were so excited to talk to our guest author speaker. That's you. Ellie Hazelwood. Hey, Allie Hazelwood. Yeah. Uh, check out Bride. The cover, by the way, is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. The person who made the cover, she's an artist. Uh, she's based in Paraguay. She is a genius. Uh, fantastic. Amazing. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, check out Bride. And we are going to close this chapter of Turn the Page. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.